Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Jacob Albrock. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Happy Thursday, everybody, on Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester with you. We've got a jam-packed show coming up. Chelsea Messenger for the final time. Uh, well, for a while, we'll join us to talk a little betting Super Bowl edition. Looking forward to all the insights and angles there from our betting insider. We'll have Tim Fitzgerald on in hour number two to go through K-State. Uh, the big win over KU, what looks ahead on the weekend, and maybe a trend of things to come. We'll take a look at that. Uh, big night of basketball last night for the Shockers. We'll go over Wichita State's game. We'll take you to Vegas, of course, for the Super Bowl. Let you listen in to some of the things that the Chiefs said yesterday. Tommy, good morning. How are you? Busy morning this morning. Uh, looking forward to jumping right into it, counting down the days to the big game, and a uh, lot to get to today. Tommy Castor there. I'm Jacob Albrock. Jad Chambers producing for us, manning that KFH hotline at 869-1240. That's where later in the show you'll have an opportunity uh, to win some HTOT and coffee. We'll take your calls if you want to chime in on anything we're talking about. We're going to get into bets in our next segment. Let's start with the Shockers then, Tommy, last night, just as an order of things to get it all in today. Big winners last night. Exactly what we wanted to see. Wasn't, you know, an overwhelming second half, but they maintained a 20-point lead, and that's you know good enough, right? They didn't come out of the halftime break and lose the second half. They weren't as good as they were in the first half, but when you're up 20 points, it's pretty hard to be. Uh, great performance from them last night. They look good on offense. They look good on defense. UTSA has a big-time score on the roster that they held in check for most of the game. You love to see that. Um, Harlan Beverly. And Colby Rogers continue to lead the way offensively, which I do think is the best way for the Shockers to play. And that's, you know, quite frankly, exactly what we needed to see Wichita State do against a team like that. Well, you know, I talked about it yesterday on the show that UTSA, they have a, a pretty terrible defense. That They're one of the worst in the country defensively. And so it was an opportunity for Wichita State to flex a little bit with their offense. And we, we haven't seen that throughout an entire 40 minutes for a while. 
uh, and the Shockers were able to do that. And so, you know, putting up 84 points, that's above their season average. And so they were able to take advantage of, you know, the, the rough defense that UTSA provides. Like you mentioned, it wasn't a great second half defensively for the Shockers, but they were able to get it done, maintain that 20-point lead. You know, really good scoring effort from Colby Rogers, Harlan Beverly, like you mentioned. I think Quincy Ballard altered the game down low quite a bit for Wichita State. Um, you know, because really what it came down to for UTSA when they were trying to score the basketball is they weren't really, you know, excited about going up against Quincy Ballard at the rim. And so that was a big um, advantage for Wichita State as well. But, yeah, 20-point victory and a complete game is what we wanted to see from Wichita State. You know, eight turnovers is probably too many against that team, but it's hard to look too much into the numbers, I think, in games like that where you have massive leads and, you know, what are you doing? You're getting a lot of guys' minutes and doing all the things that you're doing. Um, Two of those turnovers were from Jacob Germany, who we haven't seen play much, if at all, right? If you look otherwise, you know, Harlan Beverly, who's always going to have some with his aggressive play style, only had two. Right, and Bijan Cortez had two, but those guys each had five assists. So I think you, I think you take all of that and feel pretty good. Um, rebounding, they were fine. We knew they'd be fine in rebounding. You know, free throws. Well, we haven't talked a lot about fifteen to fifteen from the line, Tommy. Like sometimes when you play as many close games in the second half as you have, you see things like that as big picture. Like a lot of times, it does get down to the fundamentals. You hit your free throws, you win games. We know that. Um, so that's good to see. I mean, it, look, you play a team like that, you win by 20, everything feels good. But I think bigger picture, when we look at the way they played against Memphis this second time, even though they lost that game in a very frustrating fashion, which is the trend they need to buck the most, they played at a level where that's sort of what we thought they needed to be this year, that level of play. Now, they didn't hang on to it. But then they come back and do that. That's the first time, really, Tommy, they've done that in a game where they just come out and flat dominate somebody. I mean, you have the SMU win. That's the only other conference win. You weren't going to do that to that team. But even if you go back, Southern Illinois was a one-point win, right? Richmond was a nice big win in Norfolk State, and I I haven't checked in on Richmond in a long time. But you got to go all the way back to, you know, again— pre-December to see that kind of victory, which is crazy to think about, but but it's there. And now the big one looms on Sunday. Uh, should be plenty of time to take that in before the Super Bowl festivities. I hope they have a big crowd for that one. It's on national TV against Florida Atlantic. You've got East Carolina and Charlotte next week on the road. You want to talk about a big test. I, I would, you know, I'd kind of argue, Tommy, like if, if they – what what would you rather have, a win over Florida Atlantic or back-to-back road wins next week against East Carolina and Charlotte? Like, what would be more impressive to you? I almost <laughs> think the two road wins back-to-back would be, you know, from this team. We know they can hang with Florida Atlantic. I yeah. know they could, you know, even beat Florida Atlantic at their best. But can they go on the road and win back-to-back games? They've, they've got a lot of little things within the remainder of the season that will be interesting to follow as we make our way to the AAC tournament. And again, we've said it for a long time. All you can hope for at this point, right, is the hope is a fan that they could go make noise in that conference tournament. And games like we saw against Memphis and games like we saw last night certainly do give you, I think, the hope that they could go do that. Yeah, and, and real quick, going back to UTSA, I mean, we talked quite a bit about how they're not a, a great basketball team. That being said, though, going back into January, 
they took both Memphis and Florida Atlantic to overtime, both of both games in January against those two opponents. They lost both of them, but they took them both to overtime. Um, you know, so this is a team that, you know, they, they know um, that they can hang with some of the, the bigger teams in the conference. Um, they just don't have, I don't think, the defensive firepower to be able to, to, you know, take care of those wins. And so when you're comparing those records, yeah, I mean, you know, UTSA came into this game with a better conference record than Wichita State did. But I think we all had this understanding that from a talent perspective, Wichita State was better and they needed to show that last night. And they did. And, and that stretch of basketball that you mentioned, you know, going on the road uh, next week against a couple of teams that you should win uh, at East Carolina and at Charlotte. I mean, I think that tells you, you know, you've Charlotte's got. Charlotte's been good. They have been I good. I mean, Charlotte's been good. They're not. I don't think Wichita State's going to be favored in that game. Right. But that seems like an opportunity. It's a good litmus test, I think, for the Shockers and where yeah, they want to end this season. I agree. Absolutely. And then you follow that up with a, a home game against Tulsa, try to get a little bit of revenge against Tulsa uh, when they beat you on the road uh, last week. And, and that's a Tulsa team, too, that's not particularly good. Uh, and, the, and Wichita State held a lead in the second half and, and collapsed in the last four minutes of that game on the road. So you've got some opportunities to redeem yourself in the next week or two. And I know, you know, having Florida Atlantic come into town on Sunday, um, you've got a top 25 team in Coke Arena. That's going to be able to, you know, if you can get that win, uh, I think, again, you start looking really more uh, in a positive light with this program. I'm not expecting it, but I do think that chance is there. Yeah, it it will. So here's I'm going to give you another reason to be optimistic. Florida Atlantic has to go on the road and play UAB tonight. Um, So it'll be back to back road games when Florida and, and consider this. It's Thursday, right? So. You've got Florida Atlantic that has to travel twice, and the first leg of that is a late game. It's the 8 o'clock game tonight on the road. Then they got to turn around and come back here on Sunday for an early game. So the opportunity is ripe for Wichita State at home on Sunday, right? Like this is, and, and if you recall, the last time they played the same you know time as the Chiefs, they did pretty well. That's when they beat SMU. So maybe that's a, if you're a superstitious type. But you've got Florida Atlantic, who we know is not the same as they were last year, at least as dominant as they were last year, a team that you absolutely had a chance against the first time you played them at their place, has to come now on a short week, back-to-back road games. It's really as short as you can get Thursday to Sunday, Thursday late to Sunday early. And you get them at your place as you're playing your best basketball of the season. Go beat number 20 or whatever they are. Right? Like, go get that done and hope they don't lose tonight. Right? Hope they don't they don't have some eye-opener tonight. Hope they take care of business against UAB. That's a really big opportunity. Like, from a betting perspective, I can't wait to see what that line is because when you look at those little things that I don't think get considered when college basketball lines are set, I just don't think the odds makers have time for all that. But that might be an opportunity there. And then, okay, so if you take all that in, you feel like you're going to be in a position to win that game. There's a decent chance. Now you got to go finish it. Now you got to be able to go do that against the best team in the league. And that's that will be the the biggest opportunity for them this season is that game at home. I, I, I don't think they'll have a bigger one the rest of the way. Yeah, You had Memphis. That was a big opportunity. On the, you're not going to get any yeah. bigger the rest of this season than what they'll have on Sunday. And I'd like to think that, uh, you know, the crowd turnout will be good. I mean, I know it's Super Bowl Sunday. I know it's an 11 a.m. start, all of that. 
But on, but I mean, I think it would be a little bit different if the Shockers had laid another egg last night. Um, but you know, that was a complete victory. I think that gives you some momentum into this game against a top 25 opponent. I'd like to think crowd turnout will be fine to good. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to set, you know, really lofty expectations with this game, but I'd, I'd like to think that the turnout on Sunday will, will be a good game because like you mentioned, this is the biggest home game that you have left on your schedule. Uh, you know, you're playing at home against Tulsa. You're playing at home against Temple, playing at home against Rice. None of them compare to a top 25 Florida Atlantic team coming into town. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I want to think they can get it done. I really do, and I do think they can. I, I think they'll be in a position to do it. Then you've got to do it, though. And and that's that's the next thing for this team. There are plenty of things out there that could leave a good taste, I think, in the mouths of fans at the end of this season. It, th- winning this game is the next opportunity to do that. Winning in Memphis would have been a really good chance, right? Beating SMU at home, you didn't think going in that that would be one you really hung your hat on, but it has been because things haven't gone very well. So now... What's the next test? And what's the next test? And then you get to the conference tournament. And can you win a couple of games there? Can you make some magic happen? At least it's there. I have found myself more excited about this group over the last probably 10 days or so. Even even though they blew it at Memphis, that's not as egregious as some of the other blown games because Memphis is really good. Memphis was at home, and Memphis hit big-time shots, right? So... Hopefully the positive momentum continues. Great performance last night. 20-point win. It's exactly what they needed to do. You know, it's funny, Tommy. You know what the you know what the line at halftime was? I think I sent you this. 20 and a half. So the Shockers yep. get up 20. And I looked at halftime, and I'm like, I got to just look. I mean, there's so many trends that say Wichita State doesn't play well in the second half. So it's 20 and a half. I was like, oh, let me put $5 on 20 and a half. <laughs> Uh, on the other side, right, the, on uh, on uh, uh, UTSA. And, of course, they win by 20 and, and 20 and a half hits. It was pretty funny. Uh, but I, was, I just wanted – I had to do it because I had to bring it up today. But they did – you know, they kept the 20-point lead, but it wasn't enough uh, to cover that 20 and a half that became the halftime line. Uh, good game for the Shockers last night. Glad that they're back on the right track. Hopefully they can continue that momentum into the weekend. Sunday should be a lot of fun. Really excited about it. Uh, kind of an appetizer for the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about next from a betting perspective. We bring in our pal Chelsea Messenger. We're going to get into some Super Bowl talk as we make our way through this first hour. Tim Fitzgerald coming in the second hour. Lots to get to here on Sports Daily on this Thursday. We'll do it all for you as we make our way through. Chad, do you think we should... All right, welcome back to Sports Daily. Tommy Castor, Jacob Albrecht here with you on this Thursday. We're going to play a little bit of audio from the Super Bowl yesterday before we get into uh, betting talk with Chelsea Messenger. So let's just sort of take you through some of these, Tommy. We'll start with um, Andy Reid. First from Big Red talking about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So this is two different questions, one about Mahomes, one about Kelsey. Jad will just take him back to back as he talks about uh, those two players in this, you know, sort of triumvirate of excellence that's allowed the Chiefs to get back to this point. 
Spags and I have been around a long time. We're not getting any younger, but <laughs> yeah. we, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks kind of come and go, and, and um, he's a heck of a player. And I, you're right. I've been fortunate to have some uh, to have some great ones. Uh, Spags has been on a couple of those teams where they just uh, you've had these great guys that, that could that could play the game, see the game, and and it's just special. It passed right up there at the top of that list. At this point, Andy, where do you feel like Travis stands among the greatest tight ends in the history of the game? And, and do you think being the best ever at his position is something that motivates him? Yeah, so I think all these guys want to do the best they possibly can and uh, to play the best they possibly can. Um, and then I'd tell you Travis's numbers probably stand up for themselves. Uh, I would tell you that he has an opportunity to go down as uh, one of the best, if not the best, uh, tight ends to play. Does he spend a ton of time worrying about that? I don't think he does. He Every game he goes, you know, let's just go win. I mean, that's that's kind of his thinking. And, um, and uh, however, he's competitive. And during crunch time, you know, he's going to be there for you. Um, and and want the ball to you know to help out the team. I mean that's that's a pretty good description of Travis Kelsey, I think, Tommy. Mahomes is is obvious. Of course Andy Reid thinks Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback he's had. But the Kelsey thing is interesting because it's that the question was, does being the best ever motivate him? And Andy Reid's point is like I he he doesn't care. Like he just wants to win these games. And and I do think that there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, I think he probably enjoys being highly successful. But pe- anytime people ask Kelsey about his contract and should he be paid more and all of this stuff, which of course he should be comparatively, he's always just like, man, I'm lucky to be doing this. I don't care about all that. I just want to. Put- so I, I think that that's pretty genuine there from Kelsey of like this dude really just wants to win. For- he doesn't care. Like, he enjoys it and wants to win these games. And that is a part of why they've been successful. He could have easily been gone by now because he should be paid more based on his performance on the field and all these things. It is it is pretty rare to find that in a player that great, but that I, I think that's total truth. Yeah, I, I do think that there is obviously that level of, you know, genuineness that he brings to the table. And, and to your point there are 31 other teams in the NFL that would love Travis Kelsey on their roster. And that, you know, and I don't know if all 31 would have done this, but I do think a vast majority would have paid him more than what he's making in Kansas city. Uh, And so I think the fact that he has consistently chosen this franchise and consistently chosen the, this front office, this coaching staff, this quarterback, all of that, every single time that he's had an opportunity to go elsewhere He's come back to Kansas City. I think that tells you all you need to know about who Travis Kelsey is. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's and, and he's got a pretty good retirement plan going right now, too. Uh, so every, everything's, you know, looking good, but it is interesting with him. And we've said it for a long time, like they're fortunate that he doesn't care about some of that stuff. Um, here's Travis Kelsey talking about, well, just like the things that make him proud. We'll We'll play this for you. Here's Kelsey. How happy I make my family on game days. I wish there was a there was a camera in the suite or on on my family every single time I scored or every time we won a big game. Um, seeing their excitement 
uh, seeing my brother against the Bills go absolutely nuts and show his love for, for, for my success. Um, those are the moments I'm most proud of. Communications major. Where do you guys think uh, my, me and my brother get it from? Uh, she's a she's a saint. My mother is an absolute, just absolute sweetheart, and um, you can ask her anything. She's very down to earth, very humble. Will we'll never take the the praise. She'll always put it on somebody else, and um, that's why we love her. And she's uh, she's just been amazing, and it's and it's been so cool to see everybody appreciate her and accept her the way that she is. She has trained them well. They're both very good at that, and it's so like uh, it's good. But that that's it, man. I like I really do think that's why. Like for me, Travis Kelsey is as likable a player as we've ever had. So is Patrick Mahomes. Those guys being together, along with one of the most likable coaches the league's ever had, makes it hard to me to see this team as a villain. And I know that people that they beat see them as a villain, but I just don't think that this team will ever wear that hat well because I don't think people actually believe it. I think most people do like Travis Kelsey. I think most people do like Patrick Mahomes. I think most people do like Andy Reid. Mahomes talked about being a villain. A lot of guys were asked about it. They're trying to embrace it, but I just I don't know that I buy it. Here's Mahomes on the villain role. I know everyone prefers to be liked, but is it a role that you kind of enjoy in a way? Do you feed off of that? Um, not necessarily. I think, uh, I just like winning. If, if you win a lot and, and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm, I'm okay with it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy playing the game and try to win as much as possible. And that's it, right? Like they're always going to get a little bit of villain. Like 49ers fans hate the chiefs, right? The chiefs beat them in the Super Bowl, and now they're about to play them again. I think bills fans probably hate the chiefs right now. I don't think fans of just general teams in general, though, feel it. People, they're trying hard to paint them as a villain because Taylor Swift is dating one of their players. Like, you have to reach pretty hard. They don't do anything that just naturally comes of it. Nick Bose is a good villain. It comes naturally to him. He's kind of a jerk anyway. But, like, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, whether they're playing golf against, you know, Tom Brady or whether they're on Like, whatever it is, they, they're just, like, they're likable. Right, I I don't think they're ever going to fully be the villains that some teams have been in the past. They're like those guys uh, when when you were in high school that were good at everything, and yeah. they weren't. You wanted them to be jerks, like you wanted them to try to take your lunch money or beat you up in the parking lot. But they were they were just nice guys. But that made you even more mad because you wanted them to be jerks because they were good at everything. And you felt like, okay, if they treated me badly, then I would be able to hate them more. But then you just hate them even more because they're just nice guys. Like, yeah, I, like, maybe that exists. I don't know. I, I Well, you were probably one of those guys in high school. I, I don't know that I, I was good at wasn't. everything in I high school. I certainly was not. Uh, I, I was not good at um, talking to girls. I was a below-average baseball player. Uh, I, you know, like, I, I don't know that I, I mean, I, I had a, a great year of showing sheep my junior year of high school. Um, no, I, my, my family actually, uh, my dad talks about, he's like, I cannot believe you do what you do for a living. There was a stretch of time where I wasn't sure you would like ever talk to anybody. Like I was so shy in high school. Uh, and then it, it obviously went away. Um, hey, I, I was, uh, I can hang my hat on being on the JV golf team. And I was a real, I was really good in Scholars Bowl. 
So I, I felt like if I could be on a game show, I could probably walk away with, uh, with some money. But no, I, I think that's kind of how, like, there were guys, like, I remember that in high school. Like, they were really Yeah, good. but I partied with those guys. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I didn't, but, I didn't have any animosity to them. I, I think that it was, at least for me, a little bit of, I mean, it's kind of a jealousy thing. It's like, you're good at everything. And I want you to be a jerk. I want you to say the things to justify my hatred for you and my my jealousy towards you. But you don't like you just take the high road every time. And it just makes me that much more angry. Yeah, we I think we differ there. I don't that I, I enjoy that about because because sometimes those people have every opportunity to be a jerk and then not to take yeah. it is great. Like. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes were probably, if I had to guess, friends with everybody that they've ever been around, right? I, I, I mean, maybe Kelsey fits like the meathead role a little bit for people, but I don't see he and his brother in that personality. I could be wrong. Who knows, right? We've never heard anything like that about Patrick Mahomes. But there are plenty of players who you look back on, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's 100% chance that guy was a jerk in high school. Abosa is a great example of that. Like that guy wasn't cool, probably to yep. <laughs> to to nerds like us in high school. You know, like I, I, I don't know. But beside that, like it's just it's it's pretty impressive though the way they do. Like think about everything off the field with those two guys and how they always just handle it well. Like it's it's crazy. Uh, one more thing I want to get to here. So we told you about Eric Bieniemy and the AFC game, the AFC championship game speech. Here's Andy Reid talking about that. I was hoping he would get a, get a chance to spend some time on that. Andy Reid talking about EB and his future. Eric Bieniemy, um, have you had a chance to talk to him by chance? And what do you think his coaching future is? And I'll have a second one as well. I did. He actually came in and talked to our team um, before our last game. So he uh, uh, talked to the offensive guys and hung out with us uh, in our meetings. So I have had a chance to talk to him. Um, and he's, he's still up for a couple jobs. Yeah. What do you think his future is in coaching? And would there be a spot on your staff if it doesn't work out for him somewhere else? Yeah, I, I can't answer the last part because I have no spots right now. Um, uh, uh, but I, I would tell you, I think his um, – coaching future is great. I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of his and I know the things that he, he can do. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad. I think that was Teicher there. I'm glad he asked that question. Andy Reid can't answer it right now. I, I mean, I don't know that that's, I don't think it's tampering, but yeah. Like what does that say to a coach you have currently on the staff? Yeah. No, uh, but, but I, 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 that will be a curious situation if it does come about. And I think there's a decent chance it does. I used to think like no because it became such a topic and distraction every year that they wouldn't want to. Now I kind of think maybe they would welcome him back with open arms. I don't know. That that will be an interesting thing to see in the off season, uh, which of course doesn't come until after this one's played. Let's bring in Chelsea Messenger for a segment after this break. We'll come in and we'll talk a ton about Super Bowl betting. What's out there? What do you see? What does she like? We'll tell you what we like. We made our picks official um through our our friends at betql and we're you know we're on paper we're on the record with it so we'll get into some of that tell you what we think betting talk for the super bowl next on sports daily check out all of the latest lines today on the bet mgm app 
Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. All right, welcome back in, everybody, to Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you on this Thursday. Glad to be with you, and we are glad to be joined now by Chelsea Messenger, our betting insider. Get one final hurrah here with Chelsea as the biggest betting day of the year, at least the biggest betting event, is in front of us. How are you this morning? Yeah, we've got a massive game ahead of us, not just for Chiefs fans, but for betters. We had... Somebody from BetMGM come on our show earlier this week and said it's expected to be the most bet on event probably in history. You know, since more states are legalizing gambling, we have the whole Taylor Swift behemoth that is, uh, you know, over this one as well. So it is a big day indeed that's coming up on Sunday. So as we look at, you know, getting closer and closer to the game, I mean, we can look at all the different angles with this. But as of now, about you know, a little over 72 hours before game time, what stands out to you that you're looking at right now with the game? I think what draws my attention the most is that all of the money is on the Chiefs, but yet this, this line is not moving. Because normally you would see, okay, you know, 73% of the bets, which that's the case, uh, are on the Chiefs. Why would they not move this line to one and a half or, you know, make some kind of movement because that's the goal of the sports books. If you're new to sports betting, you're probably thinking that this is a different language, but they want balanced action. The sports books don't want a huge liability on one side to where if the Chiefs win this game, you know, they're going to lose a ton of money. So I think it's a little fishy. Maybe they've had some sharp money come in on the Niners. I'm not sure, but I will say most of the action is probably going to come in on this game closer to the weekend. Most casual fans are betting on this game the day before, the day of. So maybe we will see some line movement. But so far, it has been all Kansas City Chiefs money. That's interesting. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know if we're like looking for what, what would be the fishy part of that, right? Like, are they are they just wanting more Chiefs? If you wanted more San Francisco money to even it out, right? You would move it toward the chiefs mm-hmm. but they're not so what what's the angle then well because usually when we see that it means that there is sharp money what they call sharp money they have these betting syndicates of really smart people who have an entire team an entire staff that do these things that, that bet on sports that bet on football and if they have a really respected better come in there that counts more than like joe public you know say the majority of the bets represent like the general population but if they have people that they respect and people who have you know cost them a lot of money maybe that bears more weight in the conversation of where they put the number so those bettors are betting who then and i take offense to them not taking more (laughs) my bets more seriously but like where is that sharp money at then well here i'm just guessing because that's the thing they don't tell us because uh, that would be a, a big advantage for us if we knew what those sharp betters were doing. But that's just kind of some of the things that go on behind the scenes in the sports books that people don't really know and people don't really talk about. But we'll see for the Chiefs, because here's what I keep thinking to myself. For the Chiefs, everything points in their direction. But it does feel like the Niners are a team that we really haven't seen the best of in the postseason thus far. 
do we really think this is going to be like the third game in a row where the Niners don't play, you know, two good halves of football? So, you know, everything is pointing towards the Chiefs, but what do we know about sports that, you know, everything is unpredictable and sometimes it's just about execution. So I know that's tough to hear, but I think the case for the Niners is definitely there as well. Are you surprised at all that Patrick Mahomes is an underdog again in this game? I mean, just knowing what he does against the spread and even what he's done outright as an underdog in his career, not only regular season, but in the postseason, does, does it surprise you that we, I mean, we know how, how great the Niners are, but with Mahomes as an underdog, it's crazy. Yeah, you're right. 10-1-1 one one against the spread as an underdog. Patrick Mahomes has great numbers. He is a generational talent. He is the best player in the National Football League. Uh, but again, like this is only a two-point spread. It's not like he's getting three, not like he's getting three and a half. So you're asking for an outright win. This is a good Niners team, and I think, you know, that's the part that we do need to remember. And maybe this comes down to, you know, the final drive. But here's the good thing. If you don't want to pick a side in this game, there are thousands of other bets. So I think I will be leaning more heavily on the prop market as opposed to picking a side. But if I had to pick one, it would be the Chiefs. Yeah, that's where both of us are, too. My, I, I keep saying my brain actually says 49ers, but my gut says Chiefs because they're doing the things that I've thought for months could take them to a Super Bowl. They're running the ball. They're playing good defense. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're doing these things that are, you know, in past years on Chiefs-like. And that leads me into something that I've been curious about with the MVP bet. Patrick Mahomes is the favorite. That's kind of, you know, kind of duh, the quarterback's. But with the Chiefs playing the style that they have played, it does seem to me like there are long odds. Like if you took Kelsey, like if you let's say you're, you think that the Chiefs are going to win, right? Kelsey, Pacheco, Rashi Rice, those three guys who everything funnels through are getting pretty incredible odds to take a swing at. Like you don't think that if it's a storyline bet, the storyline of Travis Kelsey is good. Pacheco's almost 30 to 1 right now on a bet MGM, and Rashi Rice gets like 10 targets a game. If he turns a couple of those into touchdowns at 66 to 1, like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at those MVPs. If there's ever a year it's not going to be a quarterback, it feels like this could be that year really on both sides, and there's some pretty long odds on out there for that. Yeah, Travis Kelsey is the book's biggest liability. They said they have had the most bets on Travis Kelsey to win MVP. Of any other player. And some of it's price dependent because he's 13 to 1. You're right. It's a good deal. But the thing about Patrick Mahomes, obviously, he's the one throwing to Travis Kelsey. And if if uh, Patrick Mahomes makes, you know, one or two plays with his feet, I feel like he locks up MVP. I think it's going to be tough to take it away from Patrick Mahomes. But you were talking about Isaiah Pacheco. I think there's a lane for him because, like you said, the Chiefs aren't, their brand of offense is a little different this year. And the way that Isaiah Pacheco runs, I know this is a tough matchup going against this Niners run defense that during the regular season has been really good, but they've been run on in the past couple of games. So Isaiah Pacheco, 28 to one, not, you know, a bad value there. And then looking at the other side, I think if you think a non-quarterback wins it, if you think the Niners can win this game, or even if you want to hedge a little bit on the Chiefs, take Christian McCaffrey plus 450 to win MVP. Because look at some of the odds or some of the numbers on his rushing props. His rushing prop is set at 90 and a half. Don't you think that if he runs for over 90 and a half yards and he scores a touchdown, he'll at least be in the conversation if the Niners win? 
I feel like that's an incredible deal. And it almost seems parallel to the year that Cooper Cup won it, you know, where he had this great regular season, but he's not going to win regular season MVP just because he's not a quarterback. Feels like that's kind of the lane for Christian McCaffrey. One of the props that I love in this game, Chelsea, is the rushing yard or even rushing attempts from Debo Samuel. And the reason I say that is because, you know, I do think that the Niners are going to need to lean heavily on the run in this game with their, you know, the game plan. And knowing that Charles Aminahue is out for the Chiefs, Debo Samuel is that guy that can do the jet sweeps and get out to the edge and that sort of thing. So I do really like that number. How much do you think the Niners will utilize Debo out of the backfield? I think they will utilize Debo, but I feel like it may be more as a receiver. I could be wrong, and it's a really low number for Debo Samuel. Line is two and a half rushing attempts, but it's really juicy at minus 185. So when something's that juicy, I don't really, you know, look at it too much just because it feels like an unplayable number. I do think the yeah. Chiefs can be run on, and I think the Ravens may be kicking themselves at home. feels like to me that they should have tried to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey, if you don't want to take his rushing yards, maybe his rushing attempts over 18 and a half. It's just uh, minus 135, but it feels like Christian McCaffrey is pretty game script proof. Whether they're winning, whether they're losing, I feel like Kyle Shanahan is going to put the ball in Christian McCaffrey's hands. And while we're talking about rushing props, what about the line for Brock Purdy? It's 12 and a half, a really low number for somebody who has clipped this in each of the last two games, ran for over 50 yards last game, including a big first down pickup, I believe, in uh, the final minute of the game or the final drive of the game. Can't remember. But so we've seen the Chiefs give up a lot of uh, rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Every single quarterback in the postseason thus far has hit this number, including Tua Tungavailoa in like sub-freezing temperatures. So it's not just Lamar Jackson. It's not just Josh Allen, who ran for quite a few yards. Brock Purdy over 12 and a half rush yards for minus 120. I like that one as well. I, I've got one for you, Chelsea. I don't know if you've looked at this as I'm just sorting through the props. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. There is a bet on BetMGM for total rushing attempts in the game. You can get even money right now at over 51 and a half. Well, I can tell you it's been way like if you just go back to the the last game that each of these teams played, I believe collectively they were into this like 63, 64, something like that. Even money in a game we we all feel like both teams want to run the ball on 51 and a half. Both quarterbacks can run. Debo Samuel runs. They have a fullback that runs in San Francisco. And then the two running backs. I mean, that seems like a pretty good one to me. I would imagine the line is set at a certain number for a reason. And this does feel like a word problem on the math portion of the ACT. Um, but I think I see where you're going there. But you've got to remember both these teams have won their games. So you've got to think, okay, is one side game script proof? Because I do think that's the case. If the Niners are behind, they're still going to be running a football. But think, if the Chiefs are behind, you know, a couple, yeah. a few touchdowns, you know, worst-case scenario, are they still going to run the ball? Because we know Patrick Jones, you know, Good if point. need be, you know, one of the best at dinking and dunking his way down the field. So I think that's where the sabotage factor would be. Do you think that the Niners' defense, there's any play there with them? You know, going back to the AFC Championship game, the Ravens were the number one team in the NFL in getting to the quarterback, but they didn't get to Patrick Mahomes until the second half. Do you think that the Niners, and with Nick Bosa and all of that, there's a play betting-wise with them? I don't think so, but here's how I think that you incorporate the defenses. I think I'm going to ride the trend that's been hot all season long for the Chiefs, and that's been their second-half unders. They have gone 16-2 and two this year. That is the second-half total. So I think it's 23 for the Super Bowl. But both of these defenses have been really good in the second half. You know, over the course of the season, both of these defenses have just been really good in general. But still, think about how the game script goes if you're winning in a Super Bowl. Don't you think both team or the team that's winning is probably going to be playing a little bit more conservative? And then – You've seen the defensive adjustments that Steve Spagnuolo has made. You know, the Chiefs' defense in the second half has been lights out. Feels like they barely allow any points. So I feel like the, the second half under is a great play for the Super Bowl. I'll be looking at that and banking on both defenses to kind of clam up and uh, be even better in the second half. Chelsea, give us some of your other favorite bets before we let you go here. We always appreciate these visits. We always appreciate your insight. Can't wait to do it again and get football. I can't believe we're about to lose football. But what else do you like that we need to know about here for the Super Bowl? Yeah, there's a lot of bets, aren't there? Uh, I'm going to recap the ones that I like the most. Like the Brock Purdy rushing over 12 and a half. Going to be on that second half under, under 23 and a half. I think I would lean towards the Chiefs. If I had to make a play, getting the two points, maybe grab it now before this line moves, because maybe it will, you know, before the weekend. But I would say those are my favorite. And then we'll do Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. Uh, you got to feed him the ball in the red zone. Uh, this guy has 19 career postseason touchdowns. I'll do that as well. Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown, minus 110.
All right, Chelsea Messenger, we appreciate it. Thank you so much all year for the insight and the visits. Um, We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Yeah, best of luck, bet responsibly, and don't don't forget to enjoy the action. That's right. Enjoy the action, enjoy the game, enjoy the chicken wings. Chelsea, uh, let's do it again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. All right, when we come back, more college hoops talk. This time to Manhattan, where K-State's coming off its biggest win of the year. Can they parlay that into an NCAA tournament berth? We'll talk to Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com when Sports Daily returns. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.